Hello, and welcome in to another episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. And tighten up, everybody. I'm so glad that you have chosen to join me. It's Thursday morning, and this has become part of my Thursday morning routine, hopping in and, and uh, uploading Joel and I's conversation from last night's episode of Survivor. Just wanted to pop in and say, did you guys watch that Titans game? Oh my goodness, what a game. Man, I I laughed, I cried, I was so tense that my wife had to leave the room. I didn't make her... I just think she was she wasn't really vibing with the uh, she she you know if you're not as invested in something as someone else you know it's sometimes a little bit awkward you know it's not like when she's watching Housewives it's a very different vibe than when I'm watching the Titans game so um, yeah so the Titans game was insane and it was one of those moments where you're just insanely proud of the team. The game was full of mistakes for both teams. Not a perfect game for the Titans, even though uh, many thought they didn't didn't have a chance to beat the Bills on Monday night. They still made mistakes. They had a ton of injuries, which may make it things difficult for them moving forward. But it was a great night to be a Titans fan. Titans over the AFC favorite Bills. In Nashville, the place was rocking, and as many Bills fans were there, they all got sent home sad and lonely because the Bills lost to the Titans. Nothing like a good walk-off goal line stand. When a game ends like that, it's awesome. So, awesome win for the Titans. And guys, these picks that I'm giving you every week for the NFL are hitting. Now, you might think, well... Michael, you said three parlays last week. Only one of them hit. Yes, that's true. But if if you played it, you still ended up in the positive. So you're welcome, everybody. Um, uh, actually, I just wanted to share with everybody that I am I am in the positive slightly on the year uh, since the NFL season has began. Now, granted, I made a lot of futures bets uh, at the beginning of the year, many of which have already uh, failed out, but. Um, I'm in the positive, so we're excited about that. So I just wanted to share uh, uh, my bet card with you this week because I'm I'm kind of on a hot streak. I'm on a heater, and I know I'm probably saying that, and this neither of these are going to hit. And let me just say it's unlikely that either of these hit, but it could happen. So here we go. Got a money line parlay, four team money line parlay to start off. Bengals at Ravens. All right, Bengals at Ravens. I'm taking Ravens. Ravens a heavy favorite in that game. That's just a that's just a game you throw in there to boost your odds. All right, so I'm banking on that game. I got Washington football team going to Green Bay to play the Packers. Packers a heavy favorite minus 400 in that game. Once again, another game I'm putting in just to just to boost my odds just a little bit. Taking Packers money line there. All right, and here's where it gets spicy. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, are coming to Nashville to play the Titans at noon on Sunday. If you're going, pull for those Titans hard. Get loud. Get crazy. Go Titans. And here's the thing. The Titans 
are five and a half point underdogs against the Chiefs on Sunday. They are plus 185 on the money line. And I'm not calling a Titans victory on Sunday because beggars can't be choosers. We just beat the Bills. All right, so I know how this goes when I start feeling good about the Titans. Things go bad. When I start feeling bad, things go good. So I'm not outright saying Titans are going to win, but the odds were too tasty this week for me to not hop in on it. So I have thrown the Titans into my Moneyline parlay this week. They're plus 185. They're five and a half point underdogs against the Chiefs. And here's the thing. I don't think either defense is going to be able to stop the other offense. And I kind of like the Titans' chances in a game like that because Derrick Henry running the ball up the middle of the field for 75 yards seems just as likely to me as them getting a 70-yard touchdown, taking it a full drive, There's a lot less risk involved when the team can't stop your run game because, you know, our pass rush has been generating some stuff, so we might be able to force some holding penalties, some something on the Chiefs to slow them down. I'm not just outright saying the Titans are going to win, but it would be beneficial if they did. We're rooting for that. So I've thrown the Titans into my Moneyline Parlay this week at plus 185. So recap on my Moneyline Parlay so far. I've got one other game that I haven't talked about. Ravens home against the Bengals. Packers home against Washington. Titans home against the Chiefs. Now i got Giants home against the Panthers. Now the Panthers are the favorites in this game. They have... They were sort of darlings of the media there at the beginning. Um, But the truth is, they've had an easy schedule. I'm not buying it fully. I'm not buying it in in, in real terms. And do I think the Giants are good? No. But do I think the Giants are at home? Yes. Do I think that it shouldn't be a blowout? Yes. So I'm going to take the Giants in this Moneyline Parlay. And that's going to boost my odds up. So this whole four... Team Moneyline Parlay is at plus 1017. So every every dollar pays out ten dollars and seventeen cents. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm in on this in a very small way. So we're hoping that it pulls out. Okay. And then I also have now I, I played a three team over parlay last week and it actually almost hit, but one of the games was right on the line. So it didn't. Um, so that was unfortunate. So I've got an under three game under parlay this week. Jets at Patriots. 42 and a half is the line. I'm saying under. I think that number one, the Jets defense underrated. What they did to the Titans was impressive. I I expect that they will be able to to do some things with the Patriots this week. Um I almost picked the Jets over the Patriots, but I was like No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going that far. But I am going to take the Jets to slow them down and the the Patriots against a rookie quarterback, Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. I think they'll hold them to some low scores. So I'm going to take under 42.5. All right, Jets-Patriots. Eagles at Raiders. The line is at 49. I'm going to take under 49 there. Um, 
the Raiders thing last week, I was kind of I was in on them in, in an emotional boost, kind of a zag uh, based on emotions. And the same way, I'm going to take a zag going back the other way this week. Now that everyone's like, okay, maybe the Raiders can do this without Gruden. Maybe it's it's, a, it's beneficial for them. Now I'm zagging back. Okay, so I'm going to take uh, the under Eagles at Raiders. All right, and I I kind of am intrigued by the Eagles in that game. I'm not in on that. Um, but I'm kind of in on them there. And then I got Lions at Rams. The line is 50 and a half. That's a lot of points. I mean, we're talking if the Rams win 30 to 19, it will be under. If the Rams win 30 to 20, it will be under. If the Rams win 40 to 8, it will be under. So I'm just taking the under here. Lions at Rams. So that's my three-team, three-game under parlay. And then I've got my four-team money line parlay. So go ahead. Uh, I would say take it to the bank, but be responsible out there, everybody. So um, that's all. Oh, last week I talked about only murders in the building. Madeline and I finished the season, and uh, it was a fun episode. Um, I, I, I didn't think there would possibly be another season of the show based on the age and caliber of the cast but it looks like there's gonna be so i hope it comes soon because i don't know how long i can wait i watched the whole season in one week so i hope it comes back soon um i'm looking forward to season two there if there is if there's not then what on earth did we just watch okay so uh only murders in the building looking forward to hopefully more of that um and uh yeah, so Joel and I talked about episode five. We're already five episodes into New Survivor, and it's awesome, everybody. It's really awesome. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoy Joel and I's uh, conversation. Um, I appreciate you listening. Uh, there will be spoilers, obviously. So, um, yeah. But anyways, thank you so much, and I hope you have a great week. Hello and welcome to the Genie Us's podcast featuring me, Joel Klinger, alongside my brother, Michael Klinger. We will be talking about Survivor Episode 5 that just ended a couple hours ago. Um, and uh, the namesake of this podcast tonight, uh, there will be spoilers. Three, two, one. May she rest in peace. Um, Genie, Genie being voted out tonight. Um and you open up this is this has just been the uwa show for like the last like few weeks right this has just been like the the yasa tribe had their moment early and then uwa just like it, it just goes to every tribal now and it's like all right this is just a, this is gonna happen like literally it's crazy like shannon shannon ricard they were like so dominating their tribe but it's also like I feel like they're trying too much, you know, like, like, do you, like early on in the episode, they were like, it seemed like such a cut and dry, like genie vote. And like Ricard was like, she's a spare tire. Like we just need to get her like gone, like whatever. And like, it just seemed like they're, they're overplaying so early. Like they have no numbers now. Like, I don't, I don't know. What do you think of, of them? Like, See, it seems to me like they are overplaying. I thought this when they voted out JD last week, but now it's like 
they're starting to kind of like deteriorate a little bit, although they did knock out everyone else in their tribe. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I wanted to know what your thoughts were. Just trying on... to jump right in here. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Ricard and um, Shan are, I don't know. They, they are both overplaying with like, let me hold your advantage. I'll hold this. I don't want to give this back to you. All of that. I'm, I don't remember why Ricard had Shan's advantage in the first place, just in case she lost her vote. Yeah, yeah, because if no one said anything, then she couldn't play it, and I don't know if she would be able to give him her extra vote when she got back. Why couldn't she give it to him when she got back? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think like, I, I don't know, because I think Xander would have possibly done that with Evie if he could, but I don't know if he can. Yeah, so. I don't... I don't know. I it does there I don't remember anything being mentioned about how you can't transfer a a vote extra vote if you ha- can't vote. I understand you couldn't vote and you couldn't use it, but I didn't know you after you lose immunity challenge you can't give it to somebody. And maybe that was her being safe because she they had never seen that like, you know, advantage before, so they didn't know what it was. So they were like, okay, just in case like whatever it says, like you got it, you know. Um but it's like they're overplaying Genie. It's like Genie's not some like superstar. Like it that was so over the top to like try to like big brain Genie. It's like no, like it's fine. <laughs> you're you're fine. Like like calm down for a second. Like you don't need every advantage. You don't need to just like work on everyone just to vote them out. Like come on. I, yeah. I like it just seemed like so much they were doing so much and it's like why I mean yeah literally they should have just threw it in the ocean well you can't do with their- you the, the the thing says you either have to take it and do what it says or you leave it which is but why they I, did I, take it and then they went and put it back no they took it and then put a fake one there That's what they did. They made a fake, like, because uh, Ricard like had like a bra- made like a bracelet or something, and they fake idled her, but she didn't even go and pick it up and do it herself. So it was like a complete waste of time. Like that's the thing. It's like, why are you fake idling, Genie? There is just there is no reason for that, right? Like there is no reason for that. Like what are you doing? I mean, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't even know that they did that. But Jeannie did take it at first and brought it to them. Yeah. She did take it. You you can move it. We should tell you immediately, Jeannie is not going to do anything like rogue for whatever reason. Like she was like, maybe I still have a chance with Shannon Ricard. And it's like, what? Like, like, I, that makes... Oh my goodness. It's like, yeah, she and Ricard have dominated their tribe, but their tribe has honestly been a bunch of dummies. I mean, like, what are you doing? I mean, we have now seen six people voted out of Survivor this season, none of whom have played their shot in the dark. No one has played a shot in the dark yet. And 
I mean, maybe that's why they're doing it to like just avoid the possibility of her playing that. Yeah, but but I don't even know what would happen. So let's say she had played her shot in the dark and had been safe, but then only two people can vote. They're obviously going to vote for each other. Um, so then what happens? Do they draw rocks? Because she can't vote. Maybe. Maybe. Is it a fire-making challenge? I don't know. I mean, what happens there? I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're going to see anybody put their shot in the dark this season. No, we're going to see it this season. I think I think the only way it would come into play is it like final four, final five. I mean, there's no way 15 people get voted out and no one plays a shot in the dark. Well, okay, you have to think about it, though. Like, the odds of a shot in the dark landing are one in six. That means that you have to be like five out of six times certain that you're going to go home to even make that mathematically like playable and you well, lose your vote. But it also, it also ends at the final six. So let's say it's at the final, it's the final six and I, it's like a four to two vote and I'm, I think I'm in the four. I'm just going to play it. You know? But then what if another person says that and does the same thing? Then it's two to two. But can you vote again? Like, can you? I don't, no, I don't know. but I might I be know. safe. I don't but know. It's it's crazy. I don't understand the mechanics of it. There have to yeah. be a lot of rules around it that they haven't explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, so yeah, they're overplaying, and then and then you go over to Yasa Tribe, and Xander's trying to like talk to Tiffany, and Tiffany like sniffs him out, of course, because she's already looked in his bag. She acts like she's some genius, but like she already, she only knew what Xander was, that Xander was lying because she looked in his bag already. And it's like, okay, like, like, and, and she's trashing Xander. It's like, I'm like, Xander, I would be doing the exact same thing as Xander, to be perfectly honest. Like, you know, like, it's not his fault that he kind of got screwed and now has, is at the mercy, mercy of these people that, you know, being at the mercy of Tiffany has got to suck. Um, so, I totally see what he's trying to do. I didn't really understand why he needed to lie and say that he had just found it. Like, well, especially when you, you've you been doing that stuff at the challenges, like, yeah, I just well, didn't I, understand that. I think he probably didn't have to, but I think he probably wanted to say, like, you know, I, I you should trust me because I'm telling you that I have an idol. And, like if he didn't tell her immediately, that's like immediate deceit. Right. So he probably thought he could get away with it, but he couldn't, you know? So because Tiffany had other knowledge. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably a misstep by Xander, but that was probably his first one. And he's on like the bottom of the game right now. Like there's no one in a worse position than Xander. Um, yeah, because especially cause, uh, he lost his vote up until now but but at the challenge the editors pulled a little trick on us and i thought it was awesome the flashbacks you know, have been really cool right because it's like it's like we're waiting and it's like we don't really know if luvu has it and then nasir just like what a guy you know just like 
what a what a dude, what a bro. You know, like he loves the game. I'm so happy for him, man. He's got an idol. He's he's working with Danny and Deshaun. Like I am, I love, I love Nasir. Like what a guy. So like when they flipped that, I thought that was awesome. And I had to like go back and rewatch it because it was so cool. I was like, wait, did they just do that? And it's like, yep, they just did that. Jeff, I'm so confused. I feel like a goat on uh, astroturf. <laughs> I'm so confused. I feel like a goat on astroturf. It's like it was like he's solving the puzzle on Wheel no, of Fortune or something. No, no way Nasir is gonna say that. Like, like yeah. the broccoli thing, the dead relatives thing. Okay, the butter. Yeah, but like the goat Nasir saying that he's as confused as a goat on astroturf. Yeah, I don't think so. That sounds like like maybe Deshaun would say that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But man, that was so exciting. It's also exciting because now Nasir gets an idol and Xander gets an idol and they get their vote back. That that makes me feel so much better for Xander because Xander just got absolutely screwed. And now if they swap tribes, it could be like in a solid spot. Um Yeah, are they gonna swap tribes though? Yeah, that's what it, it seemed like. Well, he said not quite so it seemed like it could go down to two tribes of six like a I mini have, a mini merge i have no idea what they're gonna do i hope they do that i really do because he said not quite they're not quite merged so like that's that's the only thing and also when I'm looking at the at the sneak it said like it looked like there were two lanes for the next like challenge or whatever so I'm hoping that's what they do, um, and uh, yeah, that should be uh, that should be interesting. But um, Uwa lost the challenge. Did Ricard throw it? You think Ricard threw it? No, Ricard's just not good at challenges. I mean, maybe. Have you but, seen him running around? But he no, said like he, he can't do like, that. He said like Genie's a spare tire, right? So if he if, if he if he views Genie as a spare tire, do you you don't really want dead weight going into the merch. So you gotta think like they're not gonna let us compete with two people, right? So like there's gotta be something coming. So I mean I don't, I don't know. I think he could have not like dramatically thrown it, but like little like maybe he didn't try super hard, you know? No, I think I don't think he was throwing it at all. I think he's just I mean, I just think they lost. That's very possible as well. I mean, you know, definitely not a strong try. Sometimes you just lose challenges and you weren't trying to throw them unless you're Philip Shepard. Sometimes you win challenges and you were trying to throw them. It's just bizarre. Um but yeah, so Ua loses and then uh Yasa gets to choose who goes on this thing. And they send Liana and Shan, which I feel like, you know, they're both they're both African-American women. I feel like that's probably been like Liana was like, I want to go with Shan. You know, like I feel like, you know, that's that's something that immediately connects them. And it looked like it immediately connected them there for a three hour. That's, she said that trek was three hours. Like, dang. They are like, I mean, I think it takes a really long time. They are like sweating these people with like no flint. Like what? Um, 
but uh, I feel like that's like a strong connection because Yasa probably thought, okay, we definitely don't want to connect with anyone in Luvu. We want to connect with the Yasa tribe so then we can match up and do minority tribes and win, which makes sense, which makes a lot of sense. I feel like that was best case scenario for them, for both of them. Um, can I ask you a, a question that is relating to your career path and what it's portrayed on as the show. Which career path? The uh, pastoral path. Sure. I mean, what? So, so okay. Survivor is all about deceit, right? It's all about manipulation. It's all about social capital. It's all about outwitting people. This season, Shan has used her pastoral empathy or her her listening skills to just totally screw over people she she made jd feel so guilty about holding back information while she was doing the exact same thing got jd to give her his extra vote and just totally backstabbed him this is a part of the game but honestly, like I feel like this does not reflect well on pastors. Like this, no one in the game is lying, backstabbing, using their their emotional empathy more than Shan right now, and she is running the game based off of making people feel comfortable, making people feel safe, and then totally destroying them. Do you think that is a positive or a negative thing for how people view pastors? I think if people are basing their views of um, any sort of uh, profession off of a survivor character, then that's pretty dumb. And also, okay, so what is it okay for... Uh, pastors to bluff if they're playing poker. You know, I feel like... Like, where do you draw the line with with pastors playing games? Because it is a game. It's more a a game this season than ever before. It is a game, but people have gotten mad in the past about people manipulating them using their... Like, people... Andrea got really mad at Lucina, right? During Game Changers for, for... creating a bond just to like totally throw them out and like i guess i guess it's just like if you see a pastor doing this here like it's like i feel like a lot of the 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 bad juju on churches and bad opinions on 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 religious leaders is that you know they don't have like your best interests at heart like they don't have like this this um they're not like they're not always for you like they're trying to like get something out of you and i feel like that's a lot of people's view on religion right or wrong i feel like it's totally based on whatever that person's lived experience is but this cannot be looking good for for pastors like and that's her only job title it's just pastor it's pastor and it's like Ricard's not doing this. Ricard is just sitting back, making strategy, and then Shan is building all these relationships just to immediately kill them. And she said that's what she was going to do. But I just don't know. I just feel like 
that's not a it's it's not a super reflection. Like if they said all five six white bald men are liars and backstabbers, like Russell Hance, I'd be like, not a good look for us, you know, like not a good look. But this is like specifically someone that their job title is to help people, to listen to people, to engage with people, to love people. And she's using those skills that she's learned to just totally kill them. I mean, I think she's just a good survivor player. So they uh, the, the, her the other players should be better at survivor. <laughs> I mean, I had the same thoughts with like therapists like Denise, you know? Like she she knows how to listen to people. Like she she knows how to do that. That's her job. You know, she gets paid to do it. She went to grad school to figure out how to listen to people, how to engage them, how to earn their trust. And it is like a total, total advantage here that you could totally use. I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I mean, yeah, it's a game, it's a game, and I get that, but also, not. I, I, I don't want to be friends with Shannon in real life. Tbh. <laughs> you, you shouldn't play Survivor if you're not willing to do what it takes to win. So, mm. do you believe that there is a right way to win Survivor? Do you believe that there is like a good, noble way to win Survivor or is it just you win Survivor? You win, period. It's just like playing Secret Hitler. You're not analyzing, oh, they're they're supposed to be my friend, but they lied to me about being Hitler in the board game. <laughs> Get over it. It's a game. True. True. Okay, we can move on. Secret Hitler shout out to great game. Um, so Liana and Shan go on this journey, whatever. And then Liana and Shan, they, they do this and Shan's like, take it like you need it. I have plenty, which she does. It's very true. Um, and Liana's advantage is like bonkers. Okay. She gets the knowledge is power advantage, which basically means that she can just pick out anyone that she thinks has an idol or advantage, ask them if they do, and they have to give it to her. What are your thoughts on that advantage? I have a couple thoughts. The first thought uh, is, and Madeline had this thought. I had the thought, and then she said this first. But it's like it's 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 like you're playing uh, like exploding kittens, basically, and or any any card game go with fish. like go fish yeah it's like do you have this and the person if they have it they have to give it to you so just like i'm trying to say survivor is a game and that advantage points that out more than any advantage that has ever happened it's like this is a game you know like it's a game with advantages and like that's a good card to have in your deck in your hand especially um, number two, it's more powerful than an idol. Yeah. It's like an idol nullifier and an idol in one. It's a steal and idol advantage. Yeah. Which is super powerful. And especially in a, this season where I feel like Yasa knows a lot of info. Yeah. Like Liana knows exactly who has an idol in her tribe. She also knows now, who has an idol from Uwa and who has the idol from um, the Blue Tribe as well? Yeah. 
yeah. because she knows what the phrases are. Yeah. So the she's only got people, the only people that don't know who have an idol right now are the Luvu tribe outside of Nasir. They're the only ones that don't know. Yeah. And so it's super powerful, especially if you're in her position. Now, do I think she'll use it right? I don't know. Do I think Shan will probably be like, hey, I'm scared. You have to give me that. Yeah, probably. Because Shan just wants to take everyone's advantages. Seriously. Seriously. I, I, hate, I hate that advantage, though. I hate it so much. Why? It's, it's so overpowered. Like, it's, it's a super idol. That's what it is. Like, okay, I, I, there's been super idols before. Yeah, and it was easy tickets to victory. Like, uh, Liana's odds of winning just, like, shot through the roof. Because, I mean, let's say she makes final six with all the Yasa tribe and all the Uwa tribe. She can literally just take Xander's idol, play it against him. Boom. Final five. No effort. No effort. Like, it, it, it makes no sense that, that this is just given. Like, she did nothing to earn this. She, like, they won a challenge, and she, like, volunteered to go on this thing, and it was gifted to her. You know, like, what, what, she did nothing to earn that. She didn't even find it. Like, it it makes no sense to me, and honestly, if she makes final three because of this, I think that's honestly a knock against her, because I, if I was on the jury, I'd be like, well, you didn't actually, like, do anything to get that, so, like, that's not in your favor, like, at all. I could have just as easily gotten that. Like, who cares? It's all random. So. I think it's awesome. I'm glad she has it. I'm glad that Survivor likes to try new things. And as much as sour pusses like you try to rain on Survivor's parade, they keep doing their thing. Season 41, baby. Look, I if this I this season they've tried so many new things. So many new things, new advantages, like three-way kind of idols, beware advantages. My, I am worried about them seeing this and then compounding on top of it. If this is like just a trial run where they can be like, okay, this worked, this didn't, let's let's grade back a little bit, maybe add a couple newer things, like just like, that's fine. But if this is just a sense of where it's going, like 20 seasons from now, this could look like a completely different show, a completely different game. And like to me, I like going and playing a game that I know, like I I have experience, I know kind of what to expect. But now it's like shifting, shifting, shifting. And instead of the players going and knowing the rules of the game, they're going in and having to adapt to seemingly random circumstances that some people can benefit from and other people can't. And like, that's my concern. Like, I just, I just hope this is just a, you know, we tried this, this worked, this didn't, not a, we're doing this forever. You know, that, that's my worry. Well, I mean, we have no reason to expect that there will be these same advantages in every season. Just in season 37, they had an idle nullifier, which got used correctly. But that has not been an item of significance over the past three seasons at all. So 
things happen. They introduce new things. Sometimes they do it again. Sometimes they don't. But that's the whole point of Survivor is that there's new twists. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, when Redemption Island happened, oh, that was new. When the first Immunity Idol happened, that was new. When uh, in, in Ko Rong, when they had the uh, super idol that you had to team up with someone to play, that was new. But these aren't things that they've always kept doing. And so... I don't know. I've heard a lot of arguments for people saying that the players need to know what all the advantages are and like what number is it going to merge at and all of this stuff before the game starts. And it's like, isn't that the whole point of survivor is to get, it's a TV show. Like it's a made for TV product to get people in crazy situations that they have to get out of like Tony Winners at war, the extortion disadvantage. He had yeah. to get himself out of that. That was a great episode. Yeah. And as much as it was like, oh, this is, why are we giving people who've been voted out of the game this much power? I don't know, but it made for great TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. We have a difference of opinions on that one. That's fine. Um, I love this season, honestly. It has been a very... I'm really enjoying it. It's been a very entertaining season. Um, Speaking of, what seemed like such an easy vote tonight. Like, Shan tried to get her extra vote back from Ricard, and Ricard said no. I am totally team Ricard in this scenario. Because it's like... What do you need an extra vote for, Shan? You literally just screwed JD. I want to hold this so you have a reason to keep me. I right. can't. This, there, there's no benefit to me having this tonight to use it against you. There's none. Nothing. Like, yeah. Like, you need to shut up. And, like, Shan is just trying to. And she was like, Are you, I don't understand why you're getting mad. Like, I want, you said you'd give it back to me. Like, and it's just like, Shan, stop. Stop. You know what you're doing. It's really annoying. Like, like, I, I, and the fact that they don't trust each other is great because they shouldn't, because they're both fantastic liars and totally screwed off everyone in their tribe. So, like, I am totally pro Ricard saying, I'm not going to let you do do me like you did JD. I was literally there for that. I told you what to do and you did it. I'm not an idiot. Like oh my gosh, like ugh, man, Shan is so fake. I am so over Shan. Ugh. Well, I thought it was humorous that she was like, "Hey, I can I have my extra vote back?" Um because if I I want you to have a reason to keep me in the game, because if you vote me out, then we lose the extra vote too. And he's like, okay, but then if I don't have it, then you have no reason to keep me in the game. And she (laughs) was like, so confused. And it's like, he's literally making the same argument to you. And I understand that's frustrating because you gave it to him prematurely and now you just expect that he will do like reciprocate. But it's like, like let's say I help someone 
we're over at someone's house and they're like, hey, just FYI, they have a $100 bill in that drawer. We should take it and go. And it's like, okay, I'll cover for you. Grab it and let's get out of here. They take the $100 bills. Next week, the party's at my house. <laughs> Am I wanting to invite that person? No. No. <laughs> he's not, like, he's not an idiot. Yeah. It's like, Shan is, um, you cannot pull the same trick over and over and over again. No. And I. that's the thing. In Survivor, it's like, every the biggest moves quote unquote are the moves where you not only vote some out but someone out but you take something from them when you do it like uh sarah lacina on game changers with the legacy advantage that she took from sierra and voted her out yeah uh like denise taking um the sandra's idol or sandra's expiring idol or extra vote or fire tokens whatever it was yeah and then voting her out um all of these things are seen as the biggest moves. And Shan knows this. So she's like, I'm just going to take this from JD and vote him out. I'm going to do this, this. It's like, Ricard's like, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I not only also want to make these big moves, but I'm also like, I, I, yeah, it's like, I've been like in these situations where we've been actively misleading people and I haven't been getting the credit for it, but I've been there and I know what you do and I'm not down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, uh, it got really awkward. That yeah. was, that was hard to watch cause they, they kept like, it kept going. Yeah. Like, like it, it wasn't, wasn't like a simple, like I'm going to keep it. And you're like, Oh, okay. It was oh, like, yeah, I'm going to keep it but why? Like, what do you mean? Like, I gave you this and you're not going to give it back to me? Like, uh, this is mine. And it's like, uh, and it's like, okay, you need to calm down. Okay, first off, you're an idiot. Like, ah, uh, just, Shan is getting under my nerves. She, well, it was like, she literally said like the exact same sentence that she had said to JD. We're like, yeah. hey, I'm getting really paranoid. Like, yeah. just so that I can like feel better, can you let me hold it? And it's like, no and like it was awkward dude i and like i don't like ricard is kind of a smarmy television character but i i kind of respect his backbone in this situation oh for sure of of not giving into that and i i'm still a team shan i like shan but like yeah i was like i don't the the heart this is gonna the game's gonna get harder for Shan the more this goes as she reveal she's already revealed so many of her cards right and the players that she's gonna have to play with are only gonna be the better players moving forward and you're not gonna have players that are super gullible like she's been dealing with right right there's no more brats you know except for like I don't know. Heather on Luvu. Um, but I feel like, you know, even like, you know, Danny, I feel like is smart. Sanders smart. Nasir knows the game. Deshaun knows the game. Sydney knows the game. You know, like these, it's a great cast. I love this cast. Um, yeah. And then 
when Jeannie got voted off, like, Shan does this every time. She's like, I love you. And it's like, Shan, you have got to stop. You know, this is either a game. This is how I feel about Shan. This is either a game and you played a successful strategic game. Or you're a bad person. <laughs> like, like, like I, you can't, you can't do both. She's trying to do both. And in my mind, like, you can't do it. If you vote Genie off, you should be proud of that. You knew that's what you're going to do. You told everyone in your testimonials that all these things that you're doing, you have a special song in your head when you're doing things that you're up to no good. So you're totally fake, 100%. Everything that she is saying that is sweet to people, I have, like, a grievance with. And it's like, you know, I'm sure she lost her mom. I'm sure it was really sad. And I'm sure it sucked. But who's to, who's to know if that wasn't 100% a strategic move to tell Liana at that exact moment, you know? Like, she could have just said, just brushed it off and not said anything about her mom. But then she said that she died, and then she started crying. Like, I, I just, I just feel like Shan. She's playing a great game, but she may be a bad person? <laughs> Question mark. In my book, at least, and I know everyone's gonna disagree with me. Everybody loves Shan, but it's like she's too much. She's too much for me. I mean, I don't think that playing Survivor well means that you don't have any sort of empathy for people that get voted out. And she just expresses herself in that way. I don't really think that she's being fake. She has no reason to be fake. These people are not going to the jury but that it, she's it, voting out. But is that helpful? Like, like if I was voted out by Shan... And Shan could have saved me. Like, if I'm JD, and Shan reacted positively to him too, I I don't want to hear anything from Shan. I just want to be like, whatever, you got me, I'm going home. Like, whatever. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, I love you, Janie. I love you, Jeannie. It's like, okay, screw you, okay? You told me this was going to happen, and you didn't do it. I'd be pissed. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, you sound like someone who like gets dumped and you're mad at the person for being like, I'm sorry, I really like you as a person. I just don't think we should date anymore. And you're like, no, just that's shut different. up. Just that's, shut up. That's different. Okay. Because like at that point, it is better for them to be honest and tell me, which that's what they would be doing. Shan has just been dishonest for this whole time we've been together. And now she's going to act like this is like a real friendship, like a real relationship. Like she has real feelings for me. Say, I it. mean, I don't want it. I think if you live on in a like a rundown encampment in the wilderness with someone for 10 days and you have to get rid of, you got rid of three people before you got rid of them. 
I can understand like having some attachment to that person. It's even though you know you're going to vote him out. Yeah. I mean, look. You got to put old Yeller down. I feel like. It's okay to be sad about that. I feel like she is she is expressing her emotions in a time and place that may not be beneficial to the person that she's expressing her emotions to. And I think it comes off as fake. That's what I think. Anyway. So that's what happened tonight. I I'm excited. I hope they I hope they do two tribes. Like what do you think they're going to do? Like can you tell what do you want to happen next week? I don't know what's going to happen, man. Um I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, are they going to go to are they going to do like three tribes? Swap, immunity challenge, bottom two tribes go to joint tribal council. <laughs> I mean, are they going to go? Ooh, what if are they, they just merged Uwa and Yase and just kept Luvu? You think they would do that or you think they would just do like a I... complete mini merge the other way? Just like six and six. Hmm. I don't know. They might. They might. It might be a double a vote off. They might do like a, yeah, they might go six and six and just send both tribes to tribal council. That'd Put both wild. those people on the jury. That'd be or wild. they might they might go six and six and then one tribe goes to tribal council and that person starts the jury. Or they may just merge and the editors are just poking fun at us for a little bit. <laughs> maybe so like these editors man this season they've been so just you know they've been on one yeah yeah yep the editors are really feeling themselves though like the with like the cut the flash- scenes yeah. the flashbacks the, the slowed down like the way that they're like yeah I mean the the uh, next time on Survivor hasn't been as openly misleading in all of the last 40 seasons as it has been this season. Yeah, seriously. It's like, it'll show you a, a literal two second clip that has nothing to do with the next season's plot <laughs> and make you think that's what the whole season or the whole episode's going to be about. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Um, I want to revisit our, our picks from, from, from last, from last week. Okay. Shan, you still feel good about Shan being your number one? Yeah, I have no re- I mean, I have no reason not to. I'm not saying she's going to win. I just she has probably the best chance of anyone at this point. Yeah, I picked Ricard first. I still stand by that pick too. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Evie, I mean, we gained no new information on Evie. Okay, um, what was Evie doing? This I actually was thinking about. I, I I said this to Madeline during the episode. Why is Evie trying to get trying to get Xander to tell Tiffany and Liana about his idol. I don't know. Maybe she when they already knew about it, isn't it to her advantage to have them not trusting each other? But also Tiffany was super paranoid, right? So maybe if, if Evie got Xander to be open and honest with her and show him all her cards, show her all his cards, then maybe that would put her at ease. You know, like I don't think 
But what does that mean? Like, why would you want Tiffany to be at ease? If Tiffany feels close to a Xander all of a sudden, then but you Evie become more that of a that target. that was not going to happen. Evie knew that that was not going to happen. Tiffany was already, you know, suspicious of Xander. So why not just clear the air? I don't know. I think Evie, kind of like with, with uh, Shan and Ricard, she's playing way... Like she's she's playing too hard, not as like too hard as some people, but she is playing like hard for I for seemingly no reason. I didn't know why she did that. Yeah. Um, I picked the Sean. Still looks solid. Uh, you got Tiffany. Tiffany got a lot of airtime. She didn't look incompetent tonight. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Good job, Tiffany. Um. Nasir, I mean Nasir. Oh man, he's dude. He's he's like up and down and up and down. One minute he's out on the out on the outs, another minute he's like got an idol and is in with Danny and Deshaun. Like I, I hope the best for Nasir. Like I I, I may hope he wins right now. I I like love Nasir. I love Nasir too. I hope he I hope he does well. I think I think he'll be around for a while. Yeah, like the, he's gotten so much airtime. And they're they're making us love him, which makes me think he'll be here for a while. Um, Jeannie, you took Jeannie. She's gone. Any last words for Jeannie? Should have played your shot in the dark. Facts. Facts. I said that last last week. I said if they go to tribal again, Jeannie has to play your shot in the dark. Yeah, it's clear you're on the outs. Like, how do you not realize that? Like, what do you? What do you? What do you? And what, the thing what? is, she knew she was on the outs. But in like 24 hours, she got convinced that she wasn't. Yeah. 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 But again, she voted with Shan. Everyone has been voted out, has been voting wherever Shan told them to. Again, Shan is very endearing and very convincing, apparently. And uh, it's done a lot of damage. Um, Sydney. Sydney's good. Cindy's good. Uh, Xander, I mean, Xander's still in a bad spot. Like, no one in his tribe trusts him. Evie's ready to cut him loose. Liana and Tiffany definitely don't trust him. He's going to have to jump. It's just a matter of whether he sees it or not. Um, Liana, we got to see more of Liana. She's, like, OP with her with her advantage now. And she's like Thanos. Like, literally, if she gets, like, a couple more things, she's going to have, like, the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, it's just like, oh, man, Liana. I, I love you, but you it, that was lucky. That was lucky. Um, and then Danny and Erica to wrap it up. So I'll give you Heather. We'll take out Jeannie and put in Heather for you. Just in case. No. <laughs> no, you can keep Heather. <laughs> She's in, Heather. No one she, has Heather. No one she, has Heather. She's a net negative. <laughs> Man. Okay. Well, yeah. So that was episode five. We're looking forward to next week with episode six. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, Michael? Well, I was just thinking we should have named we should name the episode I Dream of Genie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. That's what this episode is called. The I Dream of Genie podcast with Joel and Michael Klinger. Yeah, that's what it is. You didn't like Genie Us's? 
You came up with that. I, I said survivor geniuses. Survivor geniuses. I dream of survivor genie. I I dream of genie from survivor. <laughs> from survivor. And little parentheses. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, cool. Well, you've been listening to the I Dream of Genie from Survivor podcast with Michael and Joel Klinger. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, we, we very much appreciate you. This is a ton of fun every week that we get to do this. And uh, we look forward to next week um, where hopefully we'll have more drama potentially with all new tribes. So that'd be fun. All right, Michael. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great week. We will see you next time. See ya.